Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Exodus 11 through 13. Well, we all know what a holiday is, and usually most days set aside as a holiday are set aside to commemorate something. They are set aside to help us remember something. Just think uh, this summer when you're eating hot dogs and hamburgers and watching fireworks go off on the 4th of July, that is meant uh, to help you remember something, to remember Independence Day, to remember the origin of our country here in the United States of America. But even in that word holiday, you see its roots and uh, really how many of these days used to be referred to. It is a holy day. It is set apart. It is special. And many holidays have religious uh, significance. And today we're going to go all the way back to a holiday, a special day, uh, a holy day that God set apart for the people of Israel. And we will see it was set apart to remember something, to commemorate something important that God had done for them. And that holiday that we'll be looking at in today's passage is uh, the Passover. And along with the Passover, there was this feast of unleavened bread. And both of these things were meant to be something that the Israelites would continue to do, to look back and even to point future generations towards what God had done for them in the Exodus. And so as we look at this passage, we're going to see that. And there's two main things that I want us to see from our reading today. And that is first, God does what he set out to do. God does what he set out to do. And then the second thing is God wants his people to remember and even memorialize what he has done. So God does what he sets out to do, and then God wants his people to remember what he has done in such a way that it gets passed on uh, to future generations. Uh, Let's look through our text and see how we see these ideas in the text this morning. It starts with God telling Moses about what he is going to do in bringing this last plague and how Pharaoh will drive them out and how they will end up receiving uh, all these treasures from the Egyptians. Now, if you've been reading through Exodus, you know God has already said this. God has already said he is going to do this. So we're seeing that truth. God does what he set out to do. And then Moses says, thus says the Lord clearly to Pharaoh, telling him about the plague that is coming. And he goes out from Pharaoh in hot anger. And in verse 9, then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So again, we see God's purpose at work here. And when we see this truth that God does what he set out to do in redeeming his people from Egypt, one thing we've already observed is there's more twists and turns along the way than we may have expected. But those were all according to God's plan. And you even see that here. He's saying, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So you see, God is accomplishing what he wants and even 
The resistance of Pharaoh isn't slowing down God's plan. It's actually accomplishing God's plan. And then we get to chapter 11, and that final plague that God says is going to come is the death of the firstborn. And he says there's going to be a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Chapter 12 tells us a little more of how, and that comes through the Passover, that they were to take a lamb uh, without blemish, a male, a year old, and that they were to kill this lamb and that they were to put the blood of that lamb on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house so that uh, when the destroying angel comes, it sees the blood and passes over uh, that house. Therefore, the Israelites will be kept safe. Uh, And then you you see God saying in verse 14, uh, this shall be for you a memorial day and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations as a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. So uh, this Passover is meant to be a memorial day and then along with it, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Now the New Testament helps shed some light on these things. It talks about how these things in the Old Testament were were shadows of things to come, and the substance belongs to Christ. And this is one of the easiest ways to see that connection. Who is our Passover lamb? Jesus Christ. Who was even crucified during this time of Passover? Jesus Christ. He is our Passover lamb. And so we should make that connection as we read this. But I want to focus a little more today on just what this meant to them, because we know the long term. We know now that this points to Christ, but they didn't. And there are some things that God is telling them that don't reveal uh, the reality of Jesus yet uh, specifically to them, but he does tell them some things about why they are to do this, why they are uh, to celebrate Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread on an annual basis. And you see that there in chapter 12, and you see it in verse 24, you shall observe this right as a statute for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshiped. So, In this moment, obviously God's going to use this to point to Christ, but in this moment, one thing specifically he wants this feast to do is to help them remember, and not just to help them remember, but to help them collectively as a a society to remember by passing on that remembrance to future generations. So God wants his people to remember, and he wants them to memorialize what he has done in a way that passes it on. But then we see the 10th plague, the death of the firstborn, and then we see the exodus all going exactly like um, God said that it would. Pharaoh finally lets the people go. Uh, he The people ask their neighbors for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing, and they are given that. They plunder the Egyptians, and that's all just like God said that he would. And so then we see the 
instruction for the institution of the Passover, and also the the consecration of the firstborn. That's something that gets highlighted here as well. Um, But God also highlights how that, the consecration of the firstborn, was meant to be another memorial. In verse 14, when it says, And when in time your son asks you, what does this mean? You shall say, by a strong hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt and from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, but all the firstborns of my sons I redeem. So even this consecration of the firstborn, both of their sons and and of their animals what was something that was meant to point back and to memorialize what God had done. So let's come back to those two main things I want us to see in our passage this morning. First, God does what he set out to do. It took longer maybe than you might have expected. There were more twists and turns than you may have thought, but those were all according to God's plans. And just as a reminder, the twists and turns aren't done yet because as we get into tomorrow's reading, we're going to see Pharaoh changes his mind yet again. So even though the exodus has now been accomplished, the drama is not over. But once again, we see that's all according to God's plan. And so if we think then always now, well, we see how God did it then in saying what was going to happen with Pharaoh and working that all out. We, though, can say it's always true that God does what he sets out to do. It's always true that, hey, there may be more twists and turns than we would expect from a human perspective, but God is working to accomplish his plan. Okay, now, do you trust that today? Are you going to rely on the promises of God? Are you going to rely on what his word says, even when there's a delay, even when there's more twists and turns than you thought? That's how we should think. Now, when we look at the idea of the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread and even the consecration of the firstborn, well, we've kind of already established the always principle I think we can draw from this. God wants his people to remember what he's done and even memorialize what he has done. And that's where for us as New Testament Christians, I think it's perfectly allowable as a Christian even to celebrate Passover. And now to even do that knowing that the fuller biblical picture of what Passover pointed to, that's totally fine for Christians to do. Some people say that that's required, that's what Christians must do. And I think there's some passages in the New Testament that clearly teach us that some of these things, especially the the Jewish elements of the faith, how do Gentiles relate to that? There's some specific passages that say, hey, this isn't something we should judge each other about. And if it was God's desire that every Christian throughout all history should celebrate the Passover, I think the New Testament would say that clearly. But God does give us something else in the New Testament, uh, a couple things to commemorate. And one I think really connects here is that of the Lord's Supper or communion that Jesus gave to his apostles and to the church, uh, this really memorial activity to remember what Jesus did for us through taking the bread and drinking of the cup to remember the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus even said, by doing so, you proclaim the kingdom. We're proclaiming his death until he comes by doing these things. So there's that. We're not just doing it to remember. We're doing it to pass it 
on. And I do think that that can show itself in a lot of ways. You should strive to be the kind of person that remembers what God has done for you and passes that on to others, whether that's through evangelism, whether that's through uh, teaching your kids or your grandkids. These, this should be the kind of people that we want to be. I want to be the kind of person that always remembers what God has done for me and is always seeking to pass that on and to teach others about what God has done for me. So we're learning about a holiday that most of you, I'm guessing, probably don't celebrate, but there is still many things for us to learn and even for us to apply. God has done something even greater for us through Jesus Christ than bringing us out of the land of Egypt. He has brought us out of our sin. He has brought us out of death and slavery, that we need to remember that. We need to memorialize that, and we need to seek to pass that on. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.